So what what's Viking Strong? Got it. Viking Strong resistance bands, right? Yes. Tell us how they work. You do yoga with them. You do yoga with them. You can basically do anything you want with them. They're stretchy. They're squishy. Yeah. Basically anything you want. Yeah. I guess a lot of people know how to do fit or end of fitness understand how resistance band work and you can biking. stand on the bottom and pull it pull your hand pull it up with your hands Let's you can see. fold it up and use it like one of those weight lifter things you can do bench presses and tricep extensions squats a bunch of kind of your standard like you might do pushing iron but it's a little less violent on certain elements of your body and josie when being strong isn't enough. enough. Be Viking strong! Yeah, so go check them out in our online store. Click through and buy some and get yourself healthy. Uh-huh. Especially all you hunters out there who need to get in shape for running through the mountains. Uh-huh. Or Texas hunters who need to get in shape for sleeping in a tree blind. Alright. Uh-huh. Thanks. Bye. Hey, uh, call me real quick. Let's see. Call you? Yeah, I don't think I've set you a special ringtone. Oh. So this I should see. be my general ringtone, yeah. And it has been for years, but... Is it going to be what I'm guessing it's going to be now? Yeah. You recognize that? What is it? Dallas. There you go. That's J.R.U. That, uh, that's a decanter music box, and if you wind it up, it plays. Nice. Yeah, uh, that's been my ringtone. It used since, to be mine back in the day. I think since I got an iPhone, <clears throat> but other, I had to turn my ringer on last week because uh, I was waiting for a manufacturer to call me. But before that, it'd probably been eight months since you I, had your ring. I never turned it on. Yeah. yeah, I don't have vibrate on. I don't have anything, and it's the most awesome thing ever. I look at my phone when I want to look at my phone. We were at Fenway Park in 2005, and I had that. Yeah, in my I ring tell on. stories about that, and uh, yeah, it comes on, and like my phone rings, and people are looking around, and then Dallas comes on the <laughs> the audio of the. the <laughs> and Tristan, when we got in the car leaving the restaurant a while ago, Tristan goes, how long have you known him? And I said, 2003. That's when I started working at the station. And Tristan, when were you born? Four. 2004, Dang. right? I had a good time in 2004. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a good time. That was a good job. That was a fun job. And it was for, it ran, ran its course. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, uh, but it definitely had its up. Uh, pay was not one of the ups, uh-huh. upsides, but uh, there was good. good. It's every time I drive through Bruceville, Eddie, and see that uh, corner store that we used to stop the, at. They got for, demolished. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. It looks like they found bubonic plague there or something. Makes me a little sad. Yeah. Well, now the uh, Channel 6 is boarded up because they moved it to Temple yeah, or whatever. To that temple goes, proper. Don't put it on there. Or we'll, it'll hear it. On, it goes on the leg of your 
thing, but you don't have to put it on. Well, I mean, I can. Don't yeah. put it on. Well, let's see what it sounds like. Are we already recording? Yeah. Okay. You can hear it a little bit. Not too bad. Tristan, if he was to do that, it would have sounded like a car wreck. All right. So, Tristan, since your little sister isn't here, welcome us to the podcast. Hi. We're here in place, and I'm Tristan. That's Lane. I don't, I don't know what Jeff. That, Jeff. Say Mr. Holder. Say Mr. Holder. Mr. Holder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the name of the podcast that we're doing? Wood and a Slow Podcast. Wow. Wow. He's done, he's only done like almost 100 episodes. Nice. Yeah. He's, he was there since the first, see, when I first started this, I thought it was just going to be me talking about hunting, and I thought the website was going to be mostly blogging to just practice writing, and then the podcast would be a thing that would fall away, and it was the opposite. We did the first podcast with me and him going hunting in East Texas. He drew tags out there last, like, 2015 uh, deer season, and we did a pod, like... Just with this in the truck there and back. No, remember we had one of these, but it was like set up in that. Yeah, it was that weird doohickey. one that I may or may not have appropriated. In. Yeah. <laughs> From a former employer? Yeah. Well, one, uh, sort of. And um, Sort of, maybe, kind of. Yeah. And, um, and then it, so it wasn't supposed to be like a family thing with kids. And it took me a lot longer than it should have to realize. Like, we were using... Uh, we were definitely cussing and stuff like that. There's one that gets real bad uh, where we had some the guy that owns uh, Land Sharks, and he was saying, "Hey, you know, we don't have to cuss." And I was like, "No, you're my excuse." <laughs> and, and we went off the rails. So, but yeah. I almost said two bad words. So, so anybody listening to this with your kids, don't go back into the first part of the first season. I'll try to contain myself. <laughs> It's hard, like, well, I added it, so if we get too crazy. Um, Tristan has a habit of calling me by the wrong name. No, and, I don't. What are you yeah, talking about? This never happens. Right. And then uh, Marion, I don't know, uh, thinks she has uh, tuberculosis <laughs> or something. She's coughing like Doc Holliday all the time, but only when she's on microphone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um so, all right, so we're in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. talking to my friend Jeffy Holder, yes. and uh, we're going to talk about, it's called high pointing? Correct. Right? Okay, so Jeff, when I used to work with Jeff at a television station where we were both broadcast engineers, and uh, Jeffy being the more experienced, uh, but both of us being the younger of... Because uh, everybody else was a billion years old, and um, and uh, so we got into some hijinks there. But Jeffy used to tell me about this thing that he wanted to do, where he wanted to visit the highest point of altitude or elevation, or however you want to say it, in all fifty states. Right, and it, not and, man-made, just natural. Yeah. Right? And I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. It's been called that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that I'm Western hunting has become part of my life, I'm like, that sounds kind of (laughs) cool. Now, I'd want to be killing something if I was up that high. 
uh, which is where we're, we still ain't done that, but we're learning. Right. Right. So you pitch, uh, tell us how you got into this high pointing. Um, mostly my dad, he had talked to me about trying to do it or something at one point. He had done a couple things. He'd climbed Guadalupe Peak in Texas. Um, he had done a couple of your drive up types, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Um, but and drive away from very quickly. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Um, but then he asked me if I wanted to go to Colorado with him and do it. And like you said, it was when we were at the station. Um, I'd worked a bunch of overtime. Transmitter had died or something like that. And <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, I want to get the hell out of here. So <laughs> it was summertime. You know, summertime, mm-hmm. you don't want to be in Texas. Yeah. The transmitter liked going down in summertime. Right. Yeah. So the Colorado Mount Elbert uh, is the third highest high point uh, in the United States. Uh, it's 14,433 off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and we went to do it. And I made it up. My dad did not. But I made it up. And Elvis not very hard. It's just You have long. to cut him loose. No. Like a dramatic. No, nothing like that. He just... Uh, Go hung, ahead, son. He hung out at the tree line and fed birds and marmots <laughs> and stuff like that. Um but yeah, no, I mean, I was kind of hooked. It was, you know, I'd never, never seen anything like that. I mean, you're up there and it's, you know, I don't, it's not an overly religious experience, but like, you know, I think there's places like that that you can see more God than you do in a church sometimes, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it was. We were listening to a podcast about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the way here, we were listening at uh, Stephen Ranella and he was talking about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. You know, it was a, a life-changing experience or whatever. It was something I was like, I want to do this again. Um, and on the way home, we managed to go by Kansas, which is uh, Mount Sunflower, in quotation. Yeah, I, rem- I think uh, I remember that on your Facebook. You know, or it may have been MySpace the, at the it, time. It may have been. Uh, <laughs> it was like the highest piece of flat Kansas that exists. It's like one mile next to the Colorado border. Um, but yeah, we went there too. So I had done two of them and I was like, yeah, I'll try and start doing the rest. So I remember you telling me about Oklahoma and I would have, I'm like, okay, so it's gotta be like the Ozarks. No, it ends up being same thing like the yeah, Kansas you drive though, up the to far it. corner. Uh, so have you done all the easy ones? I have done all the easy ones. I'm at 45 right now. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to make a second attempt on Idaho this year. Uh, what happened the first time? I got snowed out in yeah. on July 11th. Yeah. So, I mean, I can show you a video on my phone, which would go over great on a podcast. Yeah, it will. But, uh, I mean, full-on blizzard kind of conditions Tonight, in July. Tonight, we can look at that when we're drinking adult beverages. That'll work, too. Yeah. Actually, Tristan will want to look at it, because snow recently messed us up. In New Mexico. In New Mexico. We were up there. No snow on the forecast. Sunger decreased um, those. Uh, we were in the Gila wilderness. Okay. Right. And, um, and day three, I guess. Yeah. Well, we go to sleep and it starts raining, which it did say was going to happen. Didn't Vicious, we put up a scary rain? Eh. Scary rain. Uh, uh, we put up a tarp. We're bivy in it. Right. We put up a tarp. Didn't worry about the rain, and we woke up. I was like, "Man, it's a lot." Like the lowest it said it's it was supposed cold. to get was thirty nine. Yeah, and uh, 
and we get up and it's just cold. It wasn't snowing yet. Yeah. And uh, we're like, uh, and finally, like we overslept and finally I was like, all right, let's go hunting. Birds weren't getting up. They were not moving. We're not responding to calls. I think we told this on the podcast coming back, but uh, get back up to camp, make breakfast, start snowing. I'm like, well, I didn't pack for this stuff, so let's go home. Right. And it was already basically the end of the trip anyways. Yeah, snow. Snow. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, but it's, yeah, that's what kind of what you want a mountain to look like. Right. You know? That's, I remember, so. When uh, are you going to do Everest? Not really. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I ever will. Really? Financially and spousally. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, think yeah. Mrs. Holder would let me do that. You don't think, like, you and a future young'un might? <laughs> I don't, don't know. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think. You can do the the base camp kind of trek thing. I think at some point in my life, I, I like. I think I'd be happy seeing it. I yeah. mean, you know, just go to the base camp, see it, look at it. I mean, it's twenty nine thousand feet, so I mean, yeah. it's you know. You should do like that Vim Hoff guy and do it in shorts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not that good. He's way older than you. Yeah, but he's crazy. He swam in the like Arctic Ocean for like. Under ice. Under ice for like 13 minutes or something. And his retinas froze. And to where he got lost. Like they cut three holes for him. He was supposed to go breathe in the second, then go to the third. And because his retinas froze, he missed the whole second hole and went to the third and then like swam back to the second. Wow. <laughs> He's interesting, dude. Um, let's see what's on my... And what's his name? Uh, so Vim Hoff, W-I-M. Yeah, he's been on uh, Joe Rogan and about, but he's really just high energy. Like, I love you, man. I love you. That's Whatever. I, my bro, Shander's brother, my brother-in-law, Adam, is a big podcast guy. So I bet he would probably know him. Yeah. There's like a. I would be scared because you know the like Arctic sharks. Have you heard about those? The Greenland sharks. I think you are. No. Yeah. Is there's it, a, there's a thing called a Greenland shark, and they're like. Is it only there because of global warming? No, but Al Gore put it there. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a big thing. He he's like he's, it's all Al Gore's fault. Yeah, Al Gore, Gore invented the internet and made up global warming. Right. Yeah. Um. That's all he knows about global warming. <laughs> um. And yeah, and they're supposed to be like they tip over boats and stuff, like small boats. Yeah. Nobody cares. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, so high point. How many people are into high pointing? Is it like a subculture? Uh, there is a bigger community than you might think. Um, Meaning two? No, I was to say I I I think there's around 150 200 people that have done it that are yeah. completely finished and probably got to be at least ten times that. Yeah, that are in the process. Right. Um, there's a pretty active Facebook group. Uh, there's actually a High Pointer Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have conventions every year. They probably have a podcast. Yeah, they may. I don't know. They have a good convention every mm-hmm. year. Um, the, they're very different levels. You know. You should start a High Pointing podcast. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, no, but it's very different levels, too, on people who are participating in this. I mean, you have people who... 
you know, old people that are retired that are seriously just driving to these on their RVs to have something to do. Mm. Um, you know, because some of these are seriously get out of the car. Yeah. Um, and then there's some that are long day hikes. There's some that are backpacking trips. There's some that are full on mountaineering. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that are quote unquote into high pointing that will never climb 10, 15 of these mountains. Mm -hmm you know, if not more, but then there's some people that, you know, have a legitimate interest in finishing it out or whatever. So, so if you say, so high pointing just based off of our couple of conversations you and I have had about it, uh, I'm going to say it's 50 States, but does it in, do a lot of people throw in extra countries or say, I'm going to do 50 and then Everest. There's people who will do stuff like that. There's people, People who go do Puerto Rico already, just in case. Okay. Uh, there's yeah. people that will do county high points. People that do Canadian high points. The Canadian ones are really actual. I mean, that's that's legit. A lot yeah, of hard, yeah, yeah. and it's, most of them are so remote too that there's. Um, but yeah, it's it's whatever you want to make of it, really. Like yeah. her, like I'm, I'm going off a very small amount of knowledge. But I'm pretty sure Mount McKinley is the highest Correct. point. Okay. Yeah, it's they changed. They officially changed the name to Denali, which was kind of the climber's name. It's the name of the national park that it's in. Mm. Um, but yeah, Denali is uh, twenty thousand twenty three twenty, I think, off the top of my head. And you've been? I've been there. I have been to, to it. Near, I have yeah, seen it, right. but I have not climbed it. How come? Um, once again, Mrs. Holder was not super excited about that one, but uh, Denali—that's <laughs> one of the like missing fingers. Hey, we're going nose. fishing with all my ice hacks. It takes about three weeks, also. Yeah. So it would That's be. Long. I, I would probably be missed, like mm. yeah, a couple days. Long fishing. Out I was gone. Just uh, if uh, y'all do get pregnant or whatever, just the last month. There you Perfect go. Just time. Peace out. She doesn't know what's going on. She's screaming. It's all about her ego at that point. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's see. Right. But yeah, I when the apparently it's somewhat rare to see, but when we saw it, my dad and I saw it, like you come around a corner and it's uh it messes with your mind because it's like when you're in the Rockies. You're at 14,000, or the, the highest mountains of the Rockies are 14,000 feet. Right. Well, the ground is 8,000 feet. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're driving around interstate flat ground is 8,000 feet when you're up in them or whatever. Yeah, when we went hunting in Colorado, we drove higher than we got to hike. Right. Yeah. Um, but well, I say got to hike, then we hiked, then we were able to because we were brand new, fresh babes, and we were like, oh, this is, this is rough. Right. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Talkeetna, Alaska's maybe a thousand feet, um, and so Denali at twenty thousand. So feet. that's why that train ride through there is so expensive. Because I've looked that up, thinking that'd be a cheap way to get through Alaska. Yeah, and well, it also was it's not a cheap way to get super through. Super far away. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's when you see the top of it, it's where you think clouds should be. Like you're. It's hard to make your brain associate that that thing way up there is land or, you know, is part of the ground. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, same thing. I'd show you a picture on my phone. But, right. That yeah. is a large cloud. Yeah. That's what you think at first is you think it's just a big cloud, and then you're like, you know, that's no moon. That's, a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a cloud, you know. 
Space Station. Um, I just finished reading a book about Everest. Yeah? Yeah. Was oh, it yeah. What was the name the, of it? Uh, the Crack Hour? Okay. It's a kid's book. I got you. Yeah, he's got a really good uh, English reading teacher that uh, knows that his teacher's into hunting and stuff and outdoors, and so he keeps throwing all these outdoorsy, nerdy books and uh, Nazi stuff, too. That Into Thin Air, the Crack Hour book, would, I don't know, maybe you were a little young. I mean, it's not like it's... He's pretty sharp. I'd say it's not graphic um, or anything, but yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. That's I a read book. Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I so the books that I told you that I've been reading, like Peak Hatchet and uh, Number of the Stars, are all like class books. We all read right. them, but Night wasn't. And now we're reading this book about Al Capone or Alcatraz. Yeah, which he was there at one point. Yeah. Um, and then he died. Yeah, I, was, I can't. Remember. There was a dude. I don't. He wasn't on Rogan. He was on. Uh, Oh, I can see Norton, Jim Norton. That, you know that comedian? Mm-mm. You'd probably know him if you saw him. him. Looks like uh, Gollum, but less healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really funny. But uh, again, not for kids. But he took over. You know Opie and Anthony? That, uh-huh. Yeah, he took over that show. He used to be oh, on XM it. XM show yeah. or whatever. He was like best buds with them. And him and this guy named Sam Roberts took it over. And uh, they had this guy. And if I was to say the name, you'd probably know it. Uh, but he's done Everest a couple of times, and I want to say it's Corey or something like that. There's actually, I don't, I was say, there's actually a guy in Waco, um, I think Stuart Smith, that's done, they call it the Adventurer's Grand Slam. He's climbed the highest mountain on all seven continents and done the North and South Pole. Nice. And there's only like, I think there's only like 15 of those people and maybe only three or four Americans, and one of them lives in Waco, Texas. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, wow. Do y'all just, like, go hang out every now and then? I've I've never even met him. I've been around <laughs> him, but I've never met him. So. And you're like, I can't go introduce myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, now, this guy, he, he's done it a couple of times. Uh He's been, the reason I know about him is he was doing like the, uh, you know, the round of podcasts because he recently did it for Snapchat, but he got to the peak and uh, his battery on his phone died. <laughs> he forgot his charger. Uh, like a guy that was with him that had to turn back had the phone charger. And, uh, but he's interesting. His story is interesting because he was climbing it this time. After, uh, after, I guess, uh, dealing with a severe PTSD thing because he was climbing some mountain in another weird country where uh, uh, him and the two guys he was tied to got hit by an avalanche. And, like, it just turned his life upside down, right. you know, as... Uh, lost a marriage over how his behavior was affected and stuff. I was like, that's ah, interesting. So you have that to look forward to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I, there's a part of me that's like, if I could come up with his name, you'd probably know who I'm talking about. But he's interesting dude. But I guess journalism is kind of his thing. So it's turned, his life has turned into writing about his experiences on these mountains. Um, 
So, so far, what's the hardest when you've done and what tools were required? Um, they're kind of different kinds of hard, depending on the trip. Uh, the highest, uh, Mount Whitney's the, the highest in the lower 48. Um, Where's that? California. Mm. Uh, and it's, we talked a little earlier, you, you have to enter into a lottery process to get a permit to go do it. That sounds like California. Yeah. It took, uh, there's people like total masochists that do it in a day, but uh, it took us one day up and one day, you know, back, or one day halfway up and then next day summit and come all the way back down. Um, that's, you, it's hard on that uh, sleeping, sleeping at 12,000 feet. You, you don't sleep. Uh, or at least I don't because of oxygen or yeah, your yeah. body, your body's just kind of like, Hey man, uh, you know, something's wrong here. Let's, let's go back down. Um, so you don't do very well with it. There's actually a thing. If you can go to sleep, there's a thing and I may mispronounce it. I don't know. I know how to spell it. Not necessarily pronounce it. It's called like Shane Stokes breathing. Um, it's kind of like sleep apnea. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you, it happens at altitude a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I've slept at 12,000 feet and slept in air quotation marks and slept at 11,000 feet once. And I mean, you're talking over the course of a whole night. I, I think I may have slept an hour or, you know, something like that. It's not, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, that's just a backpacking trip really. Uh, you know, backpack, sleeping bag, tent, trekking poles, that kind of stuff. Um, you have to have a bear canister for that one. Yeah. Um, you know, you're filtering water, so you're purifying your own water. Uh, Utah. It's just like water world. <laughs> I did Utah. Uh, Utah took three days. It's just further. It's a little bit lower. It's 13.7, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, same sort of thing. It's a backpacking trip. You're just out there a couple days. Yeah. Um, the, I did Hood uh, two years ago in Oregon. Hood was the first one where you start getting into real, you're not backpacking, you're technical mountaineering kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Um, we spent the night in a hotel. It's actually the hotel they filmed The Shining at, oh, yeah. uh, Timberline Lodge. It's a super cool place. But, uh, yeah, like you're walking out at midnight through the bar and the front lobby where people are hanging out wearing and you're your like, ice axe and backpack. And you're everything. like, I was always here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, I mean, that's ice axe, crampons, ropes, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, the that's one it. I got snowed out on last year, Bora, Bora is a little bit of a hybrid. It's, it's really a day trip, but Bora is kind of, uh, kind of, there's a place that you may want an ice axe or you may want a rope. It's, if it's a little sort of technical, um, uh, Alaska's full on technical like that, uh, Mount Rainier in Washington, it's full on, you know, ice and glacier climbing. The um, the two sort of hard ones left that are weird ones, uh, granite and gannet in Wyoming and Montana. Um, they're so f they're so remote, they're so far out there that it's like a day or two or three even backpack trip to get to it, and then you're climbing a fully glaciated mountain. So you have to have all your backpack and stuff. And then you also have to have all your mountaineering stuff. And so you're on talking, your back. Yeah. And then you're talking maybe three or four days for one. Are there rules against horses in your world? There, 
there are some rentals and stuff, um, and I'd be lying if I told you which one was which. But one of them is on an Indian reservation, or you go have you have to go through an Indian reservation, so there's some bureaucracy involved yeah. and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's just stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, Indian those those throw a interesting kink into some of those. Like I know uh, uh, we want to hunt buffalo at some point but there's no such thing as a wild buffalo in the right. lower 48 there's two wild buffalo herd bison herds in the world one's alaska on the copper river and one's in mexico and i'd like to do both of them at some point but copper river apparently is really difficult to get a tag mexico's mexico you pay off pay right some money get, yeah. yeah but it's private land too usually it'll be like you're on somebody's ranch so you that's who you have to pay. So it's not even like a old joke about Mexico. Like I was trying to make reference. So yeah, that Steve Rinella guy, he drew one of the, he like uh, one of his first times putting in for it. He drew that copper river tag, but so it is on a river and you're not allowed to shoot from a boat. It's unethical, but it's also illegal. Right. Um, I guess some people could do it just fine. Probably where it's an, it just depends on how proficient you are i ain't and he's not either uh but anyway the uh so you have to kill it on public land but the shore all up and down the copper river is uh uh, it's not called reservation but it's indigenous uh whatever tribal lands right yeah you if you ever been to alaska you'll see signs on the side of the road like uh indigenous or something like uh foraging area or something like that so, yeah yeah that's uh i had a this guy facebook friend of mine he's not a bad guy but i just he gets crazy and there was a i don't know if she'd be inuit or what but uh like uh was on her way to prom and stopped to go grizzly bear hunting on the and kill the grizzly bear in her prom dress, and it was on Facebook, and he was talking trash about it. He's like, "They're almost gone." I'm like, "Not in Alaska, they're not." Yeah, there's tons of them. There's the right amount of grizzly bear and black bear in Alaska. Um, but yeah, so like, you're not allowed to like cross native lands. So you basically have to put your waders on to go buffalo hunting. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so. Where we were on gear, and I typed something on my phone a second ago, and now I forgot what it was, because I'm elderly. I think you should be oh. mentally ill. Yeah, so we started, well, we started down this road, actually. Um, so part of the reason I wanted to do a podcast, I mean, mostly is catch up and stuff, but also, and that's one of the cool things about podcasts, is it's kind of a hang, right? Yeah. Uh, the, which is why you should start a high-pointing podcast. But, dude, so when I first started listening to podcasts, it was just comedy. And uh, then one day I was like, what? there's got to be a hunting podcast. And I searched, and there was one, and it was this, like, Southern Baptist preacher in Texas ended every podcast with a prayer. And I'm like, that's cool, but it's annoying that I have to skip the last what five minutes. Cup of tea? Of, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then now there's hundreds of them. You know, I started one, and that got me, made me aware of 
the ones that have popped up since that other guy. And there's so many hunting podcasts, it's ridiculous. Uh, but okay, so wildlife. Because uh, so we're starting to do western hunting. We kind of we're moving that way, and maybe not uh, looking to hunt in Texas so much in the, our future because uh, it's a huge learning curve. Uh, western compared, like in Texas, it's eastern style. Like uh-huh. if you think of hunting, you think deer blinds and stuff, and that's not what they do. They run around like you're doing, but with a gun or a bow right. on the back, right? And you got to haul the thing back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one piece at a time. Yep. And uh, so yeah, there's. I did I send? I might have sent you that uh, Cameron Haynes guy. Like the guy carrying the rock. Uh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. That's uh, why why he's doing that is to train to carry say, huge elk. Right out. behind you, I have a sixty pound, or out in the garage, I have oh, a yeah, sixty yeah. pound sandbag. Nice that I do uh, some. Work oh yeah, I want That's on my list to talk about too. Um, he could probably carry it, just like gut it elk and carry it like this down the mountain. Yeah, he does this. So his dad was some kind of like legit. Uh, like almost an Olympian runner, right? But didn't hunt. He they live in Oregon. I think his dad is either dead or just old as all get out. But he's not dead because he's only fifty. Cameron Haynes. Um, so I don't think his dad's dead. But uh, like, but that's his thing. He'll when he's not carrying that rock, he runs up and down the mountains, and he's done ultra marathons and stuff. But he. The, uh, he he's since he started hunting, he's never had a year where he didn't kill an elk, which is unheard of. You know, ninety percent of people that go elk hunting every year don't kill. And uh, but one of his things, and it's just because he physically knows he's able to do it, is he will know that an elk is, you know, hundred fifty yards away but can't see him, and he will sprint straight at that bull and stop in his range and just and pull an arrow and shoot which nobody else can do you know like that's very rare thing but and it's kind of a he invented it sort of a deal that it's, technique or yeah whatever. like the elk would never think anything would do that so he doesn't know how to react He's so confused by his tactics yeah we heard wolves. deer and a yeah deer and a yeah oh yeah talk about the wolves okay so we, w- I was in truck and Steven was out to pee, and he heard wolves the first day. Yeah, we were at the trailhead in the Gila. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was cool, but I didn't hear them until a little bit later. But I'm, pr- did I hear any uh, wolves the first day? I'm pretty Not sure. Not the first day, no. Okay. And so we were hiking, then that same day, and we got to where we camped. We camped the night. Uh, woke up. And while we were like getting everything packed, we uh, we were we were making breakfast or something, and we heard them, and they were closer. Yeah. And then the next day. But they're as weird. They're behaving like coyotes, where they're all checking in, and stuff. Yeah. And like yeah, and I was like, oh. That roll call, that coyote yeah. nation thing, or whatever yeah. it was. The I was call. like, I don't think wolves do that. And then we went down the mountain, to the ranger station to ask them a question because there was. A guy had a tag in his window, and I'm like, am I illegal without that tag? And went, and it was for a different thing. So we were cool, but talked to the rangers and then saw a huge poster on the bulletin board of uh, Mexican gray wolves that are slightly different than regular wolf-type wolves. 
I was like, oh, okay, that's because it didn't sound like coyotes. They were just behaving like coyotes. I that maybe on that same that same podcast, but yeah, like the only coyote fatality ever is that Newfoundland coy wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hybrid. The coyote bred with the eastern red wolf remnant or whatever. Good yeah. timing on the dog. Yeah, right. Uh huh. He's talking about my cousin. Maybe it was like the the gray, the Mexican gray wolves are like the reason they're called. They have that little bit of coyote gene. Is like it's like once upon a time. Well, they're all the same genes. Yeah, I know, but like once upon a time, it's of just like wolf bred with a coyote. Or they split off later or something yeah. than the others. Yeah, and then that like then that one bred with a whole bunch of other wolves and. Well, because that's the thing too, right? Like coyotes aren't really different; they're just a smaller species of wolf. Yeah, that, that over millennia or whatever have right. their behaviors grown different, and up until Al Gore. They were had a completely different area of the world to live in, and now they're all mixing up. Was I've read, yeah, like I read the uh, Lewis and Clark book or whatever one time, and yeah, I think Meriwether Lewis is the first white guy who records it. Like maybe yeah. some French trappers mm-hmm. had seen one before or whatever, but yeah, he writes about seeing yeah, the, the smaller, wolf. yeah, prairie wolf, and uh, and w- and then when they went west, they saw three distinct subspecies of antelope two of those are gone they saw a ton of cool stuff that ain't around anymore and that's not that long ago right you know uh, well, well, i mean 200 and what 210 215 years yeah yeah and uh what do you got i wonder if a, like bears can interbreed like dogs yeah, because they have I've the pizzly the mm-hmm. bears they have now like the polar bear grizzly hybrids yeah. and stuff Oh, polar bears are my favorite bear story where there was uh, uh, one of those you know, touristy, it was National Geographic, but it was like you could pay to be on the cruise, right? And it was like an ice cutter cruise. And uh, so all these like little suburbanite kids on the deck of this ice cutter boat and they're going through and they see a female and a, a cub polar bear just running across uh, the ice and they're like oh that's cool and like tons of them get up to the rail and oh that's so cool and then there comes a male polar bear and they're like oh daddy's coming <laughs> and then daddy finally caught him and ate the crap out of the cub and yeah. then the mom like isn't the story that the mom fought it off and then the finished mom, off the cub yeah the mom <laughs> exactly times are tough man you gotta do what you gotta do um, yeah, cause, you know, they'll, uh, so they're like, dolphins do this too, where the male will kill the child so that the female will go into heat again so that he can, it won't be his child. If it's his yeah. child, he won't do it. That's the, it's, it's like almost like a, I don't know, it seems like such a human characteristic, but yeah, like I know lions, like some new lion will take over a pride and he'll go kill all the offspring of the former. Yeah. Kid. After the singing's over. Yeah. After yeah, that yeah. part. Um, so where was I've talked circles around. Uh, so, have you had any cool wildlife encounters on your treks? Um, Ever have to use the bear canister as you put? I own one, but I don't have. Uh, I've never used it. Yeah, you can't fly with them. Is one of the things. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of hard to drive too far in Texas to use one. Um, 
I've never had anything super crazy. I mean, I've seen stuff that we don't have here. I mean, like I've seen uh, grouse and ptarmigan mm-hmm. kind of a things. And grouse are supposed to taste awesome. Take your word for it. I may or may not know somebody who may or may not have killed one with a rock. Oh, I, I totally believe you could kill one with a rock, too, yeah. because the one the one I saw just stood there looking at me. I mean, I was 10 feet away from yeah. him. He had no interest that I was walking past. There's another one of my favorite hunters uh, who's on TV named Randy Newberg. He's, really, he's a, an, an accountant by trade. And he, like, used that to figure out how to... Because those hunting shows aren't, like, network shows. You don't sell it to the network. You have to buy time I got you. on the hunting network and then sell your show sell to your advertisers. Yeah. And, uh, but he's kind of a goofy guy, but uh, he's extremely experienced. But he's got a story where they're bow hunt. He's got a grouse tag, and I think he's in Nevada. And gets out of the truck and he's not there for grouse he's there for uh, mule deer black tail or something like that and uh and there's a grouse right there so he like cuts loose with, a, with his bow but he's like uh legless and he's just missing left and right but like thunk, 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 just like arrow after arrow and it doesn't move yeah and the bird's just like what's going on and then finally hey, finally his friend kills it <laughs> but uh uh, but yeah, so this person that I know, actually, he's he may or may, may not be uh, passed on from this world, but uh, yeah, they were elk hunting, and he killed it with a rock, and they ate it for dinner that night. And they said it was pretty good. Yeah, so it was like turkey. Uh, yeah. well, like it's like the episode of uh, Meat Eater. While they're where they're in like Bro- the Brooks Range in Alaska, and they're hunting for elk or something, and he also has like a like. A, Grouse tags, uh, like snow grouse tags, or something. I don't even know if snow grouse is a thing. But well, there's like snow... two episodes where he's hunting specifically sooty grouse. Yeah, but it's which like behaves different. Yeah, and then this was just like a little th- other thing, and he has like uh, the that's where we learned about the subsonic bullets, and he used no, them he was, on those. No, he was hunting uh, cottontail. I remember there was an episode where he, uh, another episode where he used the subsonics to kill uh, like a grouse thing. A bird type of thing. Maybe. Well, yeah, he used twenty two. I don't yeah. think he used subsonics, but that was on the that was the city grouse. Yeah, he did like this interesting stuff where he like tried to build. Uh, he like rec- the year before they went hunting them, and he took a you know he's got a whole camera crew, so they got some high quality audio of the mating call. And the city grouse, the males will just sit in a tree and call, which is kind of sort of two levels of the opposite of what turkey do turkey will do it on the ground and it's the females initiating and uh and he took it to some friends to make calls and made him one and he took it up there and it didn't work (laughs) at all but uh yeah bear spray is interesting i was just listening to a podcast today where a guy was well it was ranella and but he was talking his brother is a wildlife not biologist, something else. As one brother's a statistician and wildlife statistician, and one of them's a different wildlife something in Alaska and said he's got a collection in his garage. He's got boxes of bear spray canisters because people will come visit and buy a bear spray can and at Walmart. With yeah, exactly. Uh, same thing happens with canister stove fuel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like if I'm ever going on a backpack trip, yeah, I usually have to know where an REI is or something to go buy my fuel because I can't fly home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm not going to rely on uh, wood. And I thought when I, we first started down this road, I thought I, was, uh, I can't buy a light. I was about to ask you if you'd ever seen one. Yeah. The, They're really cool. They're, I've heard not great reviews. Yeah, I don't know if there's this, say, uh, the Gander Mountain going out of business mm-hmm. sale. They have them right now. Yeah. Um, Are they on sale on yeah. sale? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 20, going on 20%. Business? Yeah. yeah. Corporate, the whole, whole thing. They got really? bought by a competitor, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but not yeah, one that's local. It's weird. They got bought by a competitor that's like up north. Like only. Ohio or something. Yeah. Like and, uh, and, but they're shutting them all down. <laughs> like two weeks after they got bought, they're getting shut down. Yeah, the BioLite one, uh, I don't know. If I ever bought it, it would be a gimmick, but they look really cool. The thing I've heard is just that they... Uh, like the whole thing is it charges your device, but it takes forever for them to charge your yeah. device. And yeah, I got a problem with that because I needed to charge it quick. I got four other bricks that'll charge my phone or my camera or whatever. Let's say MSR uh, makes those uh, whisper lights and stuff like that. Whatever it is, the the white you know quote unquote white gas ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of your universals. I don't. I have the canister, like the jet boil. That's what we have. Uh, one that's I don't even know. It was, wasn't even ours. It was uh, my stepdad's. Uh, and yeah, works fine. I was say that that's the ones I'm only making coffee or rehydrating meals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you do eat how many mountain houses have you thrown down your neck? Yeah, a few. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, each one has your yearly salt. What's your favorite mountain house as far as breakfast? Because that's mostly all I don't go take. breakfast with them. I, I yeah, do the, the Chili Mac uh, okay. and add my own Tabasco. I get the tiny airline mm-hmm. or hotel uh, whatever Tabasco. Yeah. Um, Chili Mac's good. We had it recently. Yeah. yeah, we had that and a different. So Field and Stream just opened right like less than a mile from my office or something, um, and they have this company that I've never heard of that you know like Mountain House it makes and, really good lasagna. Yeah, they had like well, it wasn't lasagna, it but was, it's some it kind of noodle lasagna, thing. Yeah, man, yeah, that's right. But it was just some noodle thing. Say, I usually for good. breakfast I'll do the instant oatmeal's or like those. Uh, Bobo oat bars or something mm-hmm. like that with peanut butter or something because lots of times, especially now that it's getting more into the more of the mountaineering kind of stuff where you're you're starting at midnight or you're starting at two a.m. or something like that. That yeah, you need to carb. I'm just and... throwing something down real fast. I don't want to mess with cooking something. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll make some coffee or whatever, but that's well, we well my we... favorite mountain house. <laughs> yeah, all right. Is the eggs. Remember and those bacon? There you go. Eggs and bacon. That's it's yeah. good. Like we I saw it, I'm like, oh it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be oh, we thought it was gonna be like army eggs or something. It was really good. It was really good. And uh, I don't like eggs. I hate eggs. But what we do, it's the egg the breakfast ones are cheaper, but we just eat those for dinner and stuff. Mm. Uh this New Mexico hunt we ended up eating them. What we would do is wake up, go hunting, and then after the birds stopped talking for the morning, then we'd Come back and cook breakfast. Kind of worked out pretty good. I tell it last day, um, but that's Tristan's fault. It is my fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, those the those ones. We were on our way to a hunt 
uh, right before Christmas and stopped at Cabela's here in Waco on the way to East Texas and they had tons of breakfast ones for like a buck. They're only like five or six dollars, which is half the price of your normal mountain house. And uh, they're like a buck off and we bought like 10 of them and that and ended up not eating them eating them on that trip because uh, it ended up being one of the worst hunting there was just it was bad um we, say, the the mountain on the mountain house is mount hood so no, okay you, uh, all right <laughs> next I, time you look at it good because when i was in portland i did not see mount uh-huh. hood like you were telling me which way to look and i'm like well i'm looking that way and i don't see yeah anything it's like seeing rainier from like, seattle like you have to be there in the right minute of the right day of yeah. the right yeah i didn't even of see the it right year out. all right now, apparently there's certain times of the year that you know it's it's great or whatever but yeah never yeah. coincides with when i'm there all right um yeah uh Another thing, he oh he was. Where on are we that. at on time? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, we ended good. up getting into my second to last thing anyway. Let's talk about uh, food. So, do you stop for lunch, or do you just have like a cliff no. bar? Or? Uh, yeah, it's more grazing. Um, and you're stopping as you go. I mean, you're just yeah, you're little. stopping anyway because you're tired, and then you're stopping to, you know, it's. Trail mix, cliff bars, um, you know, Put on carbs on your face. Yeah, just anything that you like. Um, just make it makes it easier too. Something you like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Beef jerky. Do you yeah. do lots of beef jerky? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah. They do those. Those the problem with those is salt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The ener- they have the energy gels and the shot yeah. blocks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm pounding those things if I'm going up a mountain. Yeah. Um, yeah. They actually think- those. Uh, those stinger waffles, have you had those? I've seen that we, come we've the had REI, a stinger. But, we, yeah. we, They're delicious. Oh, yeah, the, the honey. S- the honey, have you had one pack. of those? Yeah, yeah the, well, I've never had the, I've never had the G, the GU, the gel unit thing, but uh, the waffles, those stinger waffles are delicious. I'm pretty sure we had a stinger, like, bar thing, and I didn't like it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they I, got some good sales on that crap sometimes at REI. Yeah. If you get them on the right day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Snickers bars, you know, you name it. You're just kind of gradually eating up the yeah. mountain. And to me, like I've said that since they came out with Cliff Bars, like they're all Snickers bars. Just they might have fake sugar instead of real sugar, but they're all. Right. But Cliff Bars don't. Cliff Bars, uh, we were eating. See, I'm off sugar uh, pretty much for the last year. Year and a no, over a year. Uh, and then, like, I'll cheat and stuff, and, like, I had some hardcore cheats, but it still wasn't that big a deal. I didn't like Ernie Marino it, right? And, uh, but uh, when we were in New Mexico the other day, the fir- first cliff bar I opened up, I don't even remember which kind it is. It may have been the blueberry. I'm like, wow, that's sweet. And I've eaten a ton of those, but it's it been was- a minute. It was one of the, uh, like, caffeine ones. Oh, it was the new caffeine one. Oh, I think I have, yeah. The, They're uh, pretty good, but yeah. yeah. No, I like I them. looked at it, and there's, like, eight different kinds of sugar. There's, like, dehydrated molasses and cane sugar yeah. and dried cane sugar and cane sugar syrup. I was like, why? why? And <laughs> why cane syrup. Well, I mean, Essence. It, it depends, too, like, <laughs> on what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if you're just out and about, no, you don't need stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're, 
you're going hard, you're doing you're like you need every ounce of sugar you can get, and you know, yeah, yeah and we weren't like we were kind of stuck right then, but yeah, it uh, so it might well in Colorado last year, we were definitely humping it a little harder. Um, we didn't stop to eat any other times, we mostly stopped to hydrate. That was, but we yeah. also we had well, camelbacks are good for that, that's too, what we because you're just sitting there walking and drinking. Yeah, they will, I need to get that. Have you seen the real big uh, filter? It's like a real big... It's like a... It's not live straws. It might be Sawyer uh, filter. But I have the Sawyer bag filters. What I have. The real big one that you hang up? No. Uh, that's like those gravity filters? Yeah. No, but I know what you're talking about. That's that Randy Newberg guy. I was watching one that he did. So it's a real light getting in, and you fill it with creek water or whatever when you're in there. Yeah. Because that's what we needed because we just took our bladders and we took, ended up buying an extra one on the way. And that one was still, amazing. Yeah, but it still wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. It was just not enough water. So we got to do. So, so we found this really thing. cool stream that had a tiny worm dancing in it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that, I, t- I took like a lot of video of that because it just, it's. It was cool. It was pretty. And uh, so like we were at, I think, 8,200 feet. And drop to find water. We ended up dropping down below seven or something, and uh, and that's where we found this little trickle and filled up like a, a smart water bottle and filtered it up, and uh, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was still a pain in the cojones. Uh, okay. No, it ain't gonna be on there. I cleaned that card off already. Probably. Just get be on the podcast, Motard. Um, but yeah, water is interesting. So like, uh, when we're, where we were at in Colorado last year, we probably could have just drank the water. Like we were talking to guys as we were leaving, they're like, "Yeah, we're basically at the top of where that water." Yeah, from. I would say it's it's one of those deals. Uh, I, I'm sure you could, but it's, you you know, Giardia is not the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. So. I'm pretty sure I'm more he- unhealthy than whatever is already in there. <laughs> There's um, a fly on your mic. Yeah, there is. So, all right, here's the kind of the thing that uh, might turn into a big deal is getting ready physically for the mountains. And you introduced me to, oh, is it Mountain? Mountain Tactical Institute now. Yeah. It used to be a strong, swift, durable. Okay. All right. How long have you been doing their stuff? Uh, this will be my third year to do it. Okay. And right. uh, it's a guy named Rob Shaw, and he specifically designs programs. Uh, it's more, he's gotten, I mean, he's super specific now. Like, he has different programs for different mountains on some of these things now. Um, but he also does a lot of military, a lot of law enforcement um, uh, all your mountain sports, you know, skiers, all that kind of stuff, anything you could think of. And I know he's got at least two uh, hunting. The, yeah, the big, co- yeah, the yeah. backcountry game hunting ones. Yeah, stuff. which he is into. I've seen his. Yeah. Like, and that's what's cool about the YouTube videos is you see him like toying around with new ideas on things to add and whatever. Yeah, and the some of the programs and stuff too are like you're essentially buying. Like buying, uh, it's not like a, like a license, but like you can, you're buying a login or whatever 
to that plan. Um, but they're not like he'll go back and change them, like you're saying. Like if he decides that something works better, he'll go back and change that plan over you know the course of the plan that it may change. Yeah, I saw one video where he's talking about how he changed, I think all the plans last year or something, because he had uh, initially he was doing more specific stuff early on, and he got to where he was doing general up until you were. X weeks out from your trip, right? Um, and it's 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 hard. I mean, it's awful. Like uh, I have to run nine miles on Sunday. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, the the specific peak bagger one, um, like the last week, you're doing two thousand step ups in a twenty five pound backpack and running five miles as part of one workout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it ain't fun, but <laughs> you realize, you know, like you, you get up there and you start doing it and it's like the whole survive versus thrive thing. You're like, Hey, I, you know, I don't feel that bad. I'm, I'm able to do this now. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, because you put all the suck in beforehand, then your actual trip is that much better. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. uh that Cameron. So Rogan, Joe Rogan, uh, you know, he's in good shape, but he, uh, doesn't he doesn't do cardio really and he because of being friends with that Cameron Haynes guy he started getting into running like literally within the last month and he said just after a week of doing it he'd be hitting a heavy bag and could go twice as long yeah. all of a sudden magically and couldn't figure at first he was like how am I doing this you right. know just amazed um but so yeah so I'm thinking when I'm eight so we're probably going which will, uh, it's here in a couple of weeks or something would be when I'd need to start it because they have that eight-week one. Um, thinking I'll do that one, but that's going to suck, especially for me because I sit, I fly a desk all day long. But, um, so I want to do that, but Tristan, I want to figure out something for because it, it doesn't look like there's any youth stuff, uh, juvenile fit. Honestly, something like that, I have no way of knowing. Um, you could email him, though. He's very responsive. Like, you could just send that guy an email. I mean, it sounds like I'm doing a commercial for yeah. him, but it is it is a good thing. You can send him an email. I want to do he, a podcast with he, him. Well, there you go. Yeah. He will respond to the emails and tell you, you know, yes, no, you know. I, and you do the monthly thing, right? I do. Yeah, I, no, just, I don't. I, okay. I've just bought two programs. Right now I have an off-season program that I'm – this is finishing up the last week of right now, or more of like a preseason. Than so how does it work? Uh, so you pay, you buy your program, and you just get all the information at once, and you got to go open the file and figure out which you day you can you're open on. it and print it off, or you can just keep up with it day to day. I mean, it's just yeah. you know. But it's not like, uh, let's see. There's no like trainer aspect where like he you know his company's gonna send you a you need to be on day what's your call no i mean it's just you start it tells you to do you know do this this week do this this week yeah yeah, yeah. okay it tells you hey this is a five day a week program this is a yeah. six day a week program whatever okay all right so that's i just want to know because i could use somebody crawling up my you know but uh no, yeah, I, mean, I want to figure out something. It's hard. You got to make sure you want to do it. Because yeah. I mean, you know, if if you don't want to do it, you can find a way to quit and not. Well, I it. intellectually want to do it, <laughs> right? 
but I am very infamous for being awesome at sitting. And um, um, and he, Tristan, is kind of the patron saint of sitting. So, uh, or laying with a phone watching other people play YouTube, play games on YouTube. No, I've been watching somebody make stuff recently. Instead of making stuff on your own. Well, I don't have a forge, and I want to have a forge, so build me a forge. You gotta be all. You can't even push Sounds the easy enough. trash can. Yes, I can. <laughs> Shut up. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Well, nobody likes you, so go away. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm pretty. Sure. Tell <laughs> yourself that. Um, sorry. You got any questions? You've been oddly quiet this you, podcast. I I've just been listening. It's been an interesting conversation. And I really don't have any questions. You answered most of my questions. Tweaking with the mixture. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I got. Yeah. You got any interesting mountainy an- anecdotes you want to throw down? I'm sure I do, but I don't know that I can think of them. Um, Here's, okay. Pooping so, in a bag on Mount Whitney and stuff. Oh, like yeah? That. Not in a hole? No, you have to. You have to. Uh, That'd be car- easier than pooping in. Yeah, a- the blue bags, like you have the the wag bags, you get to carry them with you. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that. And you get to haul them down. There's plenty of people that don't, which makes it kind of nasty. But well, I think I'd bury it or burn it or something. What What they should make is like a diaper that has a bag hanging down. And it just drops out. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And like uh, the Great Escape. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, uh, and then at the the trailhead, there's a scale that you'll weigh your backpack lots of times, and then, you know, guys being guys, can you remove your wag bag and see how much of your contents was literally... Right. Uh, uh, yeah, hey, I, I, I win. I had two pounds, or I, <laughs> I had 1.8 pounds, or whatever. Wow, that sounds horrible. Um, Why would you weigh your poop bag? Well, you're not weighing it. You're just weighing your backpack, and then uh, you'll throw your wag bag away, and then frequently you will see people then return and weigh their backpack again. To see, say, I crapped this much. Oh, I thought of something a second ago. I pooped over a log in New Mexico. Yeah, if there's any regs like that, I won't know, because I won't read that reg. It's just like you have to... Nope. Not on purpose, just they usually don't put that in the hunting thing. Right. Pamphlet, so we'll just bury it. Yeah, or the little cat hole, whatever. Um, it is a liberating experience, though. Yeah. Well, Tristan, <laughs> see, well, I, I, it's getting into interesting territory. Like, it, I could get real specific and really funny to us. Let's say I have a great story <laughs> like that, too, but yeah, I don't know that it's. Uh, um, yeah, one of mine's really rough. Uh, well, let's see. No, I was going to do mountains. Mountains. People. Universe. God. So when you... Um, oh, two things. Let's see if I forget one of them before I get done talking about the other one. So something I... We kind of experienced... I experienced it more this New Mexico trip than before because it is spring... Uh, how many of these have you done in the spring? Um, 
most of them in legit mountains, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say, it, and it depends on what we call spring versus, you know, I mean, the mountains, June can be spring. Yeah. You know, in Texas, that's midsummer. Right. Um, I, I did hood in May. Um, that one you want to kind of, you don't want to do it in full on winter, uh, but it is easier with ice, but you want to, do it before the ice gets loosened up and starts falling on you every day so you know that's kind of so being from central texas and being in mountains that time of year when you're going to bed when you're going to sleep at night how much are you thinking about bears um not not too much um like i said uh, I've had to hang my food before, uh, and I did it in my Baylor bag that had a big bear face on it, and I was like, irony. <laughs> and then uh, I did uh, the bear canister on Whitney. Um, you think about it, you know, I mean, it's one of those deals. Uh, you know, you were Vivian, which even though the a tent wall offers zero protection. Psychologically, it does, yeah. you know, that much more. But still, if, if you if you are awake and you hear something, yeah, you know, oh, is that a bear? Is that yeah, a, yeah. you know, it's a rabbit or a squirrel or something. But anything, or at night. a twig or an acorn, yeah. yeah, or rain. There's a couple of times the rain was like on my feet, and I'm like, what is that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we think about it more specifically being from here. Yeah. Like, I think if someone from up north or something came down in Campton, Texas, anything would be a rattlesnake or a yeah. tornado right, or something right. like that. That's how I was wondering because I... So in Colorado, I didn't think about it because I uh, just didn't think about it. And this time, like, it's spring. That's when Yogi's waking up and Yogi. hungry and especially hungry. But, uh, you know, so when we were going to sleep at night, I'd kind of try to stay awake till Tristan fell asleep. But then I'd be asleep pretty soon after him. I didn't, like, lose sleep over it, but we were listening to a podcast on the way here. It was kind of a Q&A with that hunter guy, and uh, and one of the email questions he got was this guy talking about him and his brothers go back country hunting every year, and they don't sleep at all the entire trip because they're of a fear that they can't figure out how to control specifically of bears. And so I was just curious. No, and the other deal too, I've never I've never camped in grizzly country. Yeah. Um well, a black bear will eat you. Yeah, but uh, if you, you know, a black bear if you you put up enough fight, he may decide risk versus reward. Hey man, I don't know that this is worth it or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, Shove your arm down their throat. Yeah, a grizzly bear it doesn't matter if he right. wants to eat you, he's going to eat you. Yeah, yeah. Unless um, you shove your arm down his throat with a knife. <laughs> you gotta do it with the knife in your hand. Like, or not, you could be like no, the gag you could pull out that you gizzard. think is gonna save your life. His yeah. gizzard. Okay. You can yeah. reach your hand all the, the way. The punching bag thing, like the speed bag. And, uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. stabbing <laughs> him on the inside or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah I, uh, you know, like Grizzly Country, you're not even supposed to. 
Like you're supposed to cook 50 yards away from where you're camped and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I've I'll, never done that. I'll never do that. Um, if I'm in grizzly country, I probably won't. Do, unless I'm like with a guy that yeah, knows I mean, better. I probably would if I was in grizzly country, but yeah, I, I've never. I wouldn't even think of it. I, I would, always make yeah. sure and pick up our trash. I mean, like. I, I do that. I make sure yeah. we didn't have any trash laying out. And mar- I would say, I, places I've been to, marmots. Marmots are mm-hmm. bad. Um Marmots. I wonder what those taste like. Well, probably like beaver something or other. I don't know. That's beaver tail is supposed to be one of the best things uh, you can have, no, according marmots, to Daniel Boone. Uh, on, on Mount Whitney, they'll tell you uh, at, what is it, Outpost Camp and Trail Camp are the two camps on Mount Whitney. Um, and Trail Camp is the higher of the two. It's That's the one at 12,000 feet. And they'll tell you, like, don't even, uh, don't, don't zip your tent and don't if you're probably taking a summit pack as opposed to your full frame backpack, whatever that mm-hmm. day, um, you know, leave your backpack open because marmots are going to go through it no matter what. They'll you, destroy your yeah, bag. If, right? you, if you zip up your tent and your bag and everything, they'll just chew through it. But if you leave it open, they'll just go in. And if you don't have anything, they'll just leave. Um, that makes sense. I saw maybe sort of change it, but go back to the animal mm-hmm. thing. Um, on Mount Hood, our guide, we were, uh, we were training. Actually, it was we did a class too because the guy I did it with, we had never done the you know full on mountaineering crampon ice axe sort of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, good at just the mic. I don't know. I guess so, I said it up wrong. So uh, our packs were down further, further down, and uh, we were, you know, uh, up climbing a wall. Uh, and all of a sudden, our guy just yells out, No! <laughs> so the guy and I are like freaking out, looking like for some avalanche about to yeah, kill us Padme, all or something. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a raven uh, going through our backpacks. And he said that, yeah, ravens are smart enough, they will undo buckles and dig through your pack <laughs> to find food and stuff. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, got and told he that threw about a snowball at it. Nice. All right. Did it work? I flew off and went what? down to the people downhill and Perfect. through their path. Yeah, that's but. plan A. I'm calling that. That's we uh, were told that about raccoons when we were on a east. Which we were told that about raccoons in Boy Scout camp too. Like, that was just thing. If you came back and your like sodas were open and stuff, you knew it was soon. Yeah. Punch him in the face. But yeah, like that's that's the thing is I, I've always you know if you keep your camp clean and you you do hang your food you do bear canister your food I've never been overly worried about it. Yeah. Did yeah. you know bear uh, spray is illegal to use on people? Um, it's not a good idea to use it on people, but at the same time, if we got up there and it was like a deliverance situation, I'm using it on somebody if I can't get to the hunt say. weapon I'm hunting with. Yeah. What is deliverance? And I'm, don't worry about it till you're like 38. And uh, but uh, uh, I'm saying no law enforcement official is gonna fault me for right. using it in self defense. I mean, I can use With it. banjo music. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. And uh, I do want to do that canoe trip though. That'd be I've cool. been. I've crossed over that river. I mean, I've been there. It's like the the Georgia South Carolina border kind of area and stuff. Uh, it's super pretty. Yeah. Like at least where they filmed it. I don't know. I don't remember where it's. I think it's the right river uh cuz I the Blu-ray I have of it has 
some special stuff where they're talking about. Because, like, you know, the sheriff at the end, that's the guy that wrote the book and stuff. And uh, so, like, apparently he was there the whole time and very, like, OCD about getting it right. Uh-huh. So I think they're on the right river. No, it's just, if you're ever randomly there, it's a super pretty part of the country. Yeah. But be careful for whatever is in the movie Deliverance, which I haven't seen, so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't know if it's like crazy people that try and kill people in the I woods. I think as long as you're not Ned Beatty, you're probably yeah. Right. I'd always seen it edited for, for TBS, yeah, and uh, and so and I didn't realize when I got this Blu-ray, I didn't realize that I'd never seen it unedited. I just thought I I must have watched it on VHS at some point. You're no, saying, nope. Like oh, they get really specific. Okay, I understand why. My dad's generation was terrified of this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my dad used to be big into canoeing, and he was kind of like, <laughs> that was always in the back of their mind after that. <laughs> I bet, yeah, like uh, Beachgoers when Jaws came out. Yeah. And stuff. I will yeah. never, I saw Jaws, and now I will never ever move beach. Did you see the guy that the, 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 the other day? The California, the, the, like the helicopter came down to tell the paddle boarders that there were like 15 great white sharks in the surf yeah, I immediately heard behind them. I didn't get to read. I saw the headline. Please exit the calm manner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, they're saying a part of, you know, Al Gore's doings. Oh, the a, temperature of the ocean. Yeah, got the great getting whites. closer and closer yeah, every year. It's like in the one of the things about Alcatraz that is good is that the it's in the bay and there's lots of sharks in the bay. Uh, okay. And so if you swam, you'd get eaten. Right. Well, I mean, that would not be good anymore because it's not a prison. So if you're swimming, you're uh, just a someone who's out of luck. <laughs> Hopefully there's a uh, boat made out of life jackets. I mean, uh, yeah, a boat made out of life jackets. A boat made out of uh, raincoats like they made. They made a boat out of raincoats. Wow. Well, okay. They, like the like pigskin ones. They sewed them all together, and they made a boat and life preservers, and they tried to escape because they got through this thing, and they made this thing. Uh, you know, those things that you use on those things? No, I'm sorry. Uh, but, like, the things that you use to make the fire go on furnaces. A bellows. Yeah, and they used one of those to pump them all up. And then they got on there, and they said, like, a oh, ship went. Dog. Okay. Wow. That was a small child dying. Yeah, I thought it was a parrot doing a, a noise of a small child dying. So this is a weird thing. I don't know. We're about to sign off. But so that top thing, the two people on the it's a on Twitter. My Twitter. I got a notification that three of my Twitter people I'm following oh, like that's this. actually the chickens. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I thought it sounded more like a bird. But uh, the two are some very liberal Austin-y friends. Ryan Callahan. Yeah, and the guy on the left is one of the. He works at First Light that makes like hunting camo in, like, and he's on the Meat Eater show all the time. Like, I, I see that all the time. Like, I don't think he knows anybody that I know. Uh, and I definitely didn't follow him because he's friends with my the liberal side of my uh, social media. Uh, but he he likes a bunch of like movie nerd stuff and whatever. So it's. Well, it's odd time because it's like it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Well, I guess really since the election, yeah. watching like my Facebook is split down the middle. Like I have 
left one that's I think I'd say mine's more the traditional Texas, maybe seventy thirty kind of. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely Yeah. But it's being a guy that's not really either, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Watching everybody just melt down and have just psychological what are you doing, Tristan? Standing. You're still short. And you're also not on the microphone. Standing. Yeah, sit down. Um, okay, so let's sign off. So, Tristan, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, mountain, cool. I, that's not what I wanted to say. Yeah, because that's not anything. <laughs> Mountains are cool. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you should climb one and be cool like us. Yeah. There's Since the, we've definitely oh, climbed a mountain. Yeah, you and me have not climbed the a mountain. The John Muir quote, um, the mountains are calling and I must go. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's, I don't it's know, it's, it's, it's hokey, whatever, but, you know, you, you get into it. And if you get, if you go there, you get it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you understand. Just seeing them. Like, yeah. the first time we went to Colorado was the first time I saw legit anything like that. I'd seen them in West Texas, and there's some cool mountains in West Texas, definitely. But there ain't no Colorado. Oh, uh, right. And wow. You know there's like 4,000 elk in West Texas? I did not. We classify them, but they're like, so Boone and Crockett, that's who the regulate. Antler scale or whatever. Yeah. If you were to kill the biggest elk ever killed in West Texas, it don't count because uh, we don't regulate them. We don't, we're not trying to manage them. We're not trying to help that species out. Uh, we treat them like feral hogs. For some reason, no, it's politics. It's all whatever it comes down to. Anyway, that's going uh, tangent, yeah. but yeah, mountains, man. That's, mountains. I don't know how to beat it. It's cool. It's a great feeling being no, up in them, and you and know. I. It's maybe it's a humidity thing. I don't know. It's it's stupid to say, but like I swear I breathe better at six or seven thousand feet than i do at 500 feet in waco it's like you can actually fill your lungs yeah you know same here. you can yeah. take a deep breath and everything um you know it's like you get down here in the summertime and you can you know you're just you're breathing in so much water and everything but yeah all right yeah well my uh, i guess my closing thought is we need to get you in a bow hunt I have a bow. Um, I used to used to be super fun when I was in high school and stuff. I, I'm not the hunter, man. Like, uh, I'm really want to kill something if it's messing with me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a total hypocrite. I'll eat it. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want to be the one that kills. It. <laughs> it's really cool. It's like what you're what you feel going into the mountains right. and accomplishing. It's like that, but you feeding your family and right. stuff. No, I get it. I just like I said I just yeah. You know, I bet it wouldn't be a big step at some point in your life, right. uh, especially if you start with the kid having most expensive hobby I've ever had. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's what got me into it. Hard. Like I was always around it and did it a little bit when I was a kid. And then I was always like, yeah, I'd like to do that if I get ever afford it. When I worked at the station, I definitely could clearly could afford, not afford it. it yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know if I can afford it now, but, uh, it's like the classic joke. It's because uh, you know, every hunter wants to make a living hunting, right? Uh, like Daniel Boone did. But uh, uh, the joke is, uh, how do you become a millionaire 
from hunting and the answers to start as a billionaire, you know, because right. boy, everything costs me. But uh, that's actually the, one of the fun things about bow hunting or shooting bows, like I said when I was in high school, is that, you know, it's not every time you're pulling it, it's not dollar or dollar or two dollars or whatever it costs. Like the bullet. bullets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Unless you destroy a lot of them. Cause then it's $20 right. with, after the broadhead and the, it, yeah. it, it was totally too, in just different time. Um, you know, early nineties, small town, Texas high school, we'd be in the parking lots with our bows shooting garbage cans and stuff. And yeah. the, principal and superintendent would drive by and wave at us yeah whereas like you know now we'd be a national news story or something yeah that's uh i can't um be detained for the rest of your life yeah yeah like ranella was talking about stories here heard of guys that would take their shotgun on the school bus and keep it in their locker because they were going to go duck hunting after yeah (laughs) school i was like no i mean nothing to that extreme but yeah my parents were teachers and they said you know kids back in the gun rack days you know there was nothing to having a shotgun during dove season on the back of your thing because you were going dove hunting after school yeah yeah and that's i don't know that'd be cool i miss that right i don't know i remember kids getting in trouble for just having uh, a shell spent shells in the floorboard of their truck and really okay that makes a lot of sense all right um we're going to something. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for having me, Jeffy. Uh, check out wildernesslaw.us, folks out there. And uh, check us out on Instagram. Do you have any social media stuff for your high pointing you want to um, promote? I mean, just my Facebook page. If I want to promote something, it would be my farmer's insurance page. <laughs> Dude, you can do that. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Actually, I've had a decent amount of people from this area uh, (laughs) popping up on my analytics. No, it's nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I I, I just put my own pictures on my own Facebook of, you know, the trips. I I do have an album of the the 45 high points I've done. Nice. Yeah, that's That's cool. cool. Um, All right. So check us out on Instagram and Twitter are both at wilderness underscore law. Uh, and anybody out there, please, uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, rate, review, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you do like, whatever. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.